Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. There you go. Jenny Powell. Jenny Pegg. Jenny Powell. Still it. Lovely. (laughs) We are. Our lovely guest this week is Kalina Byrne, body positive parenting coach. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hello. (laughs) It's lovely to to have you on uh, the podcast. We haven't sort of done anything like this, have we, Jen? Well, no, Before. I mean, we've talked about sort of, um, I mean, we've had lots of experts on, haven't we, in d- various fields. But really, I think what, what did it for me was the fact that you, you're addressing sort of young people and how mums can influence young people and what they feel about themselves and their bodies. You know, coming from that direction, which was really refreshing and actually very true as well. So, uh, yeah, you did the most amazing pitch. I loved it. We're going to have to mention it, aren't we, Kelly? Yes. It was just brilliant. Yeah. What do you call it? The bitch pitch. A bitching pitch, yeah. The bitching pitch, yeah. So, so Kalina sent us this amazing video, basically, of her saying, oh, you know, she, what, she wanted to be on the podcast, but she did this really cool video to Jenny and I, which just made us smile lots, which is much needed at the moment. That's my goal. Make people smile. That's it. <laughs> so how did this all come about for you, getting into this? role um, and what you do yeah so I so I went through my own body image I don't know experience a few years ago where I used to be one of those people who really disliked my body and um, I had to have an operation on my face because I had a problem with my jaw and there were so many different things that I felt bad about regards weight my appearance and I did a lot of work on myself to get past that and actually start accepting myself and being comfortable with it and then fast forward a few years I decided I wanted to stop working in communications and I trained in coaching and as I started doing that I realized really my calling was to work in body confidence and I started this business where I was working as a body confidence coach but after about a year I really realized that the issue we all have is that we we get our beliefs about our bodies from our parents and then we pass on those beliefs to our kids. And it's this never ending cycle where we just, you know, pass on these hang ups that we have. So then I started helping moms. And now I work with moms who struggle with their body image and I help them to become body confident so they can help their kids to be body confident. Because mm-hmm. that's how it works. You know, we really believe what our parents tell us. So, for example, if our mom was always dieting and our dad glorified certain body types and spoke badly of others, that sticks with us, you know, mm. and it leads us to believe that, for example, if every time we went on a summer holiday, our mum would go on a big diet beforehand to lose weight, that mm. sends us the, the signal that, okay, to go to the beach, we need to be slim. And then we become adults. We believe that. We're like, okay, I need to go on a diet before I go to the beach. Even though you wouldn't treat any other sport or activity like that, like no one's trying to get a golf ball before they go golfing, but these are the beliefs you get. So, and you can choose to pass on positive or negative beliefs. 
I mean, it's so hard for mums, though, I think, um, in the sense that when you have your first as well, often um, your feelings of yourself change physically mm. as well because your body's changed so much. Um, mm. and it depends. Different types of births and all sorts can, can have an effect. And I think... Um, you know, you can go from being someone who actually feels quite confident, not talking about myself here much, and sexy to having your children and actually feeling like you're just not anymore, really. You're a baby machine. And, <laughs> and then you're, a, you know, this thing that everyone needs constantly and jumps on and, you know, pulls and tears whenever they need you. And, and that changes your feelings about you as well. Do you come across that a lot with some of the mums you work with? Every single one, every single one. And um, because there's so many messages that say you need to get your body back after having a baby, as if your body went anywhere. Like that phrase doesn't even make sense. I know. Snap them back. <laughs> I mean, if I see someone like that, I want to kill them. I'm like, no, don't put that. But I've probably said that in my time I think we all yeah. do but that's the thing there's so many messages of you need to be the way you were before or even better than you were before you need to look like Kate Middleton when she left the hospital you need to do this you need to do that and your identity gets a bit lost there because you're trying to fit into this you know message that we're being sent that you have to be a certain way trying to deal with being a parent and that's all new and ah and all these things at once and we all get a bit lost in that because we're getting so many messages and so much comparing ourselves to others like on instagram looking at other moms who seem to have it put together even though they probably don't they just had mm. it put together for that photo <laughs> so yeah the, the, i think what i remember the most and, and from just being um on the telly and being pregnant like heavily pregnant till I was about, I don't know, 34 weeks or something, um, was, you know, all the magazines all of a sudden jumped on the fact, oh, could you be on the front cover, you know, with your bump? Um, and you found yourself swallowed up in this sort of, um, you know, keep keep your weight off and, you know, you can still almost look the same apart from you just got this bump in front of you and nothing else changes. And, and I remember that quite vividly. And then, you know, sort of having to having to work out for myself when that was all going on you know what was really important and how what my approach was you know it's a beautiful thing to be pregnant and it's a beautiful thing to be a mum and that 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 whole process you should be embracing just the beauty of you know creating another another being um, and really, if you start to think like that and the miracle that that happens, you know, the rest of it should just fall by the wayside. But it, it's tough. It's tough out there. And especially now, like you say, with social media and magazines, all of it, the media. Um, and I was part of it, really. But I never sort of consciously made an effort. But but I was conscious of, hold on a minute, am I going down that road of, oh, you know, I've got to look great because I'm on the telly and I'm on magazines and I'm really pregnant. Or for me, what is it about? And I thoroughly enjoyed my pregnancy because I made that decision, you know, which is I'm incubating, I'm creating this amazing little being and that's all that matters no matter what. Yeah, and I think if a lot more people had that attitude, mm. everyone would be a lot yeah. happier. Because it's, it's tough to have that attitude because there's so many things telling you to be different and to buy their product and, you know, sign up to their diet plan or their fitness plan or whatever. Mm. But really, like, 
creating a child is so incredible and it's so sad that so many women try to remove any evidence of the fact that they had a baby you know they're trying yeah. to get rid of the stretch marks you know just completely erase it and the thing is if men were the ones giving birth oh my goodness it's so celebrated it'd be like oh, off in the face of yeah. yeah and then afterwards they'd be these sexy like the gray hair thing that really pees oh. me off you know sexy so sexy and distinguished and aging is sexy but if you're a woman no it's all the no. other it's the opposite you know it's it's infuriating yeah. um it's so unfair but, and even yeah. the fact that dad bod is considered sexy. I know. <laughs> and then it's not the same for women. It's like, you need to be a yummy mummy. It's mm. just so ridiculous. And it's up to us as women to start celebrating our bodies and getting comfortable with it and not judging other women on it either. Just being like, yeah, look, this is what our bodies do. They change and that's okay. It's okay if we change. I think it's hard sometimes afterwards. I mean, Jenny mentioned the TV angle and we mm -hmm. had Andrea McLean on last season. Mm. She very openly talked about how after having her one of her children, she went back to work and she was pulled in the office and basically told nobody likes a fat weather girl. Mm. So from that point of view, she'd only weeks into her post-pregnancy life. Um, she then went and got a personal trainer and lost all of that weight. So I, I think sometimes, although you want to be the one that says, no, I love myself the way I am and that's great. Exactly. You feel pressured, yeah. It's from yeah. employees, from, you know... I don't know, sometimes it could be someone's partner. You just yeah. don't know what people are like, do you? You know, um, and that's sad too, that you don't have that space to be comfortable with who you are. Yeah, and that I, I remember listening to that episode and it was so horrible because it's like yeah. you're, it's a choice between being okay with yourself and your career and no one should have to make that choice. That's a really <laughs> unfair thing. And why not have a fat weather girl? Like what's wrong with that? It's fine. Like we need to start being more accepting of different body types and stop trying to push people to be a certain way. Yeah, I, yeah, I think as long as you're healthy and that's the thing and it's about, you know, it's all about health at the end of the day. You know, there is a healthy looking body and there is a healthy person and um uh, you know a, a consciousness of health behind that healthy looking body so it's getting that right isn't it yeah oh yeah but it's it, there's also you know health can exist at every size so mm. once you're doing things that are healthy like you're eating right you're exercising you're sleeping well you're looking after your mental health your body will go to the size it's supposed to be but a lot of the time we try to force our body into something it's not in order to appear to be healthy. And that's a problem too. It's like, mm. you know, sometimes you might be doing everything right and you just have a bit of a tub or a bum or whatever. And that's okay. You know, yeah. like, I'm naturally not slim and I'm okay with that. I used to okay. not be okay with it. And now I am. You just have to accept sometimes you are what you are. And my granddad used to say this thing, which was, um, it's the make of the beast. Like mm -hmm. you are what you are and that's fine. Well, I, yeah, I mean, a lot of it is genetics as well, the way mm -hmm. we are. You know, I look at Jenny's daughter, Connie, who's 21, and mm. she's the spit of Jenny, you, mm. you know, in so many ways. And it is, yep. isn't it? And I always think, God, I take after my dad. Like, he was six foot and well-built, you know, and I'm quite mm. muscular. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. just like, you you know, you can help yourself, obviously, but... Um, you mentioning Connie as well, actually, because it is true about how you, you know, as a parent, 
your habits and your idea of what's uh, a great body image, well, not great, sorry, what's a healthy body image and what isn't, definitely filters through and very quickly and at a very Mm. early age. So did you come across that? Yes. Like, Mm. we can start doing this from, like, the moment a child is born. I mean, like, toddlers, if they're seeing you weighing yourself and hearing you speak badly about your body or seeing that you never get in the family photos or, you know, just speaking badly about your body. I mean, sometimes uh, moms can get into a bit of a tizzy if they can't find something to wear. I mean, I do that too. We all do. We're like, ah, nothing is right. Um, But if they speak badly about their bodies in those moments, like, oh, I'm ugly, I'm fat, I'm disgusting, Mm. that has an impact. And like you both just said, a lot of the time you end up looking like your parents, your kids look like you. So Mm. if you were telling them all the time, this body's unacceptable, it's not good enough, and I'm going to spend my life trying to look differently, Mm. by the time they grow up and end up looking like you, they're going to think, well, my mum said this body was unacceptable, and it's my body too, and oh, I'll give you an example. Um, My grandmother spent her life on diets. Right. Her entire life on diets. She was never, like, slim. Um, and I remember when she was passing away, I remember looking at her and thinking, you've spent your life trying to change your body, and all you want now is for your body to work the way that it did. And I thought it was so unfortunate. And I have the same body type as her, so does my mom. And I've made the decision now, I, I don't want to live that life where I'm constantly fighting and trying to morph myself into something else. Instead, I'm going to love myself and celebrate it. Because you know what? My grandmother was gorgeous. My mom was gorgeous. I can be comfortable and with myself and feel gorgeous too but it's about changing that message you know if my grandmother had always said I'm gorgeous I probably would have had a different feeling about myself and so would my mum so you can change it you can say positive things and have the same impact and make them feel really good or you can say bad things and make them feel bad it's and it's it's funny because uh you know especially sort of being home a lot and homeschooling and all the rest of it and we are nurturing even more than we did you know, not that we we're neglecting kids, our kids before, but now it's like in your face. Um, we we are so positive about other stuff. Like, listen, you're trying your hardest, you're doing your best, you're great. You know, um, so in other walks of life or in sport, you know, you may not have won that, but you know what? It's the taking part, your breath, you know, all that. But then we don't seem to do that when it comes to body image, do we? You, you know, when you when you think about those little sponges hearing things, they don't get that about about body image. No, we, we just forget because it's become so normalized, you know? It's mm. become normalized to speak badly about ourselves or even nitpick at other people's bodies. Um, yeah, I, I hate that. You know, like if um, somebody says, um, doesn't so-and-so look amazing? And mm. if there's a group of, of women, nine times out of ten, one of them will go, yeah, but she's got loads of money and she's had surgery. And it's always <laughs> like, there's always a yeah, but and I think, why can't you just say, yes, yeah, she does. Yeah, she looks amazing. I couldn't, I couldn't give a toss. She looks yeah. great, you know, but, but they don't. And mm. we're like, that's everywhere. I, I find that really... Sad. It's interesting, actually, that you're in Paris as well, um, Klee, because um, I used to spend a lot of time in France, and um, I know the culture there is... Yeah, you're nodding away, because the culture there is the slimmer you are and you hang on to being slim for as long as you can, the better person you are. I mean, that's that's kind of like a, you know, a very sort of um, quick way of saying it, but... It's true. And I, I, I always used to notice that, you know, they look, people look down on you 
um, almost. Um, I don't know if it's just the south of France, but I imagine Paris is pretty much the same. Yeah, their culture is pretty bad at that, aren't they? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah it's a thing. It's a thing, <laughs> Kelly, honestly. Honestly. That's so sad. So yeah. in America, it's great to be large. Everything's large, isn't it? In America, everything's... Do you want to supersize that? Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's so weird to hear. I didn't realise that. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. interesting. Massive. Um, a lot of the people I work with... Uh, like, are from here and they're expats like myself and they have these experiences where people make comments about their bodies or it's like microaggressions you know Mm. like small comments like your colleagues saying to you oh you're going to have dessert or Mm. you know talking about um, not eating dinner in order to lose weight and things like this it's everywhere here Um, Mm. and I call myself FFF which is fat for France because when I'm in Ireland (laughs) I'm considered normal but here it's like oh she's fat because I struggle to buy clothes here and I'm like a size a UK size 14 so it shouldn't be difficult but it is Mm. Um, and here I think probably moving here helped me to see a lot of the things that are wrong in society because there's a lot of people here who will you know skip meals and do certain things to be slim and again that isn't healthy. Um, no, 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 no. The healthy body type, I mean, that doesn't fit into it. Mm. But thin is king here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I just couldn't live like that. I re- yeah. I'm mad. And mm. there's so many lovely pastries and things here. I know, sense. but the thing is, that's why I used to, I used to look at me and say, well, how could you say that? Because you make the best desserts, the best pastries. Yeah. Cheese and the wine. The best cheese. Yeah, the yeah. Be- you know, and what, you know, mealtimes in France as well, you know. They're lovely, you know, you spend hours sometimes having your meal in France and, you know, it's uh, the best butter and all those dairy products. And and I just think how ironic that these poor women have got to torture themselves. And it's the women as well, um, you know, that have to torture themselves um, in such a culture where the food is just fantastic. Um, And what for? And it's not necessarily the healthy thing to do. It's interesting. Um, and it, it just, it just makes me, yeah, I thought, wow, of all places to be, you're there in France doing it. And yeah. I think that's and France, unicorn. I love that, FFF. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. Um, and the more I talk to people, the more I learn about it, too, regards, like, things that my French friends' mums did when they were young. Um, mm. I have a friend of mine who told me that her mum used to put photographs of um, fat people on the fridge to stop her from eating. And things like this, it's like to stop her daughter from getting fat, she put mm-hmm. photos on the fridge and said, you don't want to be like these people. Oh. Like, that's really bad. And, yeah. you know, that's not going to make anyone feel good. Um, and it mm. all comes back to like having that choice between am I going to start liking myself so I can show my kids how to like themselves or am I going to dislike myself and show my kids how to dislike themselves? Absolutely. And what, so what are the sort of like the, the first few positive steps that you put out there with the people that you work with? So the first thing I'd say is get honest with what you're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that can be tough to do, um, but just get really honest about it. Like if you're someone who is dieting a lot, ask yourself, well, what's causing me to do this? What's, what's behind it? Is it because I want to be healthy or is it really because I want to look like someone I saw on Instagram or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, or why am I uncomfortable with the spaces between my toes or my elbows? Like whatever it is, just get a bit comfortable with it and talk to yourself about it. And from then on, there's loads of different positive things you can do. I'd say one of the most beneficial ones for yourself and everyone else is to not speak uh, negatively about anyone else's bodies. So speak positively about bodies and not Mm -hmm. just one type of body type, but all body types. Mm -hmm. So, you know, start saying things like, 
great things about granny, about granddad, about friends, family, whoever it is, and start appreciating things about people that are, you know, regards appearance, but also non-appearance based things. You know, say things like granny has really beautiful eyes and she's a really strong person. You know, these kind of things. And catch yourself when you're saying negative things. Because when we start saying negative things about other people, it's usually because we're feeling negative about ourselves. Yeah. And then the more negative stuff we say, you know, it's about other people, makes us start thinking, oh, other people are speaking negatively about me and they're looking at me through a critical eye. And you go then this like spiral of, ah, I'm being judged. But in all honesty, probably no one's judging you. No one's really minding what you're doing. So speak positively about others. Mm. And the main thing I get everyone to do is to start smiling at themselves. Mm -hmm. So this is something that it's a thing I came up with a long time ago, but and it works so well. Basically, every time you see yourself in the mirror, in a reflection, when you turn your camera on and it's facing the wrong way, whatever, <laughs> smile at yourself. Mm. The reason I get people to do this is because it releases serotonin, which makes you feel good. And then over, like after a while, you'll start associate seeing yourself with feeling good. So it'll change your relationship with the mirror and you'll be like, oh, it's me. I'm smiling, like seeing a friend and I feel good. And this will change your relationship with the mirror because a lot of the time when we look in the mirror, we're like, you know, frowning and we're like scanning ourselves. and Criticizing, ourselves. aren't we? Yeah, we're judging yeah. straight away. Yeah. Good sides and bad sides. And, and, I, and I do, again, think that sometimes all that can tie into what people have said to you in the past and also... Mm with your, your work, you know, obviously, Jenny, you've been snapped, filmed, everything, you've been on TV. I worked in radio and we used to get horrendous things said to us. I mean, I got told my lips were too big, so they had to mm. put a filter over a poster once. I had your one side, you've always got to stand this side of your co-host, which I think was mm -hmm. the, was it the right side? Because the other side of you, you look larger. Mm. So whenever we had our photos taken, I was always this side because they'd said, you just look, you look fat, the mm. other side of him. It's ludicrous, so isn't it? Yeah. You. I mean, that's on yeah. a small level. Jenny, obviously, on a much bigger level. Oh, yeah. I, but yeah, I mean, there's some big shows I worked on where, you know, it was like, just watch what you're eating. I mean, if somebody said that to me now, I'd smack them in the face. Yeah. But do you know what the other one was? I mean, I can't say what show because it's probably libelous, but... Um, I got told when I went on holiday not to get too brown, not to come back too dark. <sighs> there you go. Whoa. It's so wrong. Yeah. It's Bizarre. So wrong. Yeah. It's just it's crazy. I mean, you know. But then was... it makes you, you remember those things, don't you? So conscious of it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It plants a seed. And, you know, like you say, as parents, that seed that we plant for our children has got to be the right one. And it's all about being happy within yourself and being, you know, happy, um, happy in the fact that as long as you're healthy, um and uh, as long as your relationship with yourself is correct and knowing what that should be because i think a lot of kids now are very confused about what what they should be thinking about themselves do you know what i mean does that make oh, sense yes. yes definitely but it's also because we're all a bit confused you know like if um mm. if the parents at home are confused and the kids are going to be a bit confused too we're all confused <laughs> yeah. putting all these weird messages of you should be like this you should be like that your lips are too big don't gain weight be careful of what you eat all these things it's it, it cuts and it stings and mm. it hurts and then we don't really know how to feel and that's why it can, like, it is difficult to go from not feeling great to feeling okay. Like, this is why I help people with this. If it wasn't, if it was easy, you know, people wouldn't need a helping hand with it. Because we're just so trained to think a certain way. 
And have you found that you're busier now, you know, in these times because everything's on screen, everyone's at home, so they're feeling maybe not great. Well, they weren't, you know, before we were going out, even if you felt a little bit, uh, you put your glad rags on, you put your face on, you get out in the shiny lights with see some pals who make you feel better no matter what and think you're great all the time. You know, you, you could do that, but now you can't really. Um, and so it must be, you must be pretty busy. Yeah, um, COVID just, it changed so much because people were at home and having more time to think about these things. Scrutinizing. Yeah, more time to scrutinize, be critical of themselves. And usually when, particularly with women, when we feel bad about ourselves, we automatically think, I'll go on a diet, I'll have a makeover, I'll do blah, 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 and then I'll feel better. But that Mm. doesn't work um, because you can do all of that and you'll still feel the same. So mums were at home, not feeling good, feeling under pressure not to change or gain weight or blah, blah, blah during lockdown. And after the first lockdown, I had this surge of new clients because all these women were like, I feel really bad. I don't know what to do. I'm with my kids all the time. I noticed my daughter did whatever or my son said whatever. And now I'm like, ah, what do I do? I, I'm not. They, and for every mum that I work with, they just don't know what to do. They're like, mm. I spent my life or most of my life not liking my body. I don't want to continue my life this way. I think about it all the time. I'm critical of myself all the time. All my free mental energy is being spent on trying to feel better and change myself. And it's mm. too much. It's way too much. And life's so short as well, isn't it, to to be feeling like that and to not like yourself and to beat yourself up when you have something to eat that you really enjoy, you know, to work it all out when it comes to calories and everything. It becomes so overwhelming, but also life is short and it makes you miserable. You know, I, I've done it where I, I have different food to my kids where, I mean, mm-hmm. I still do eat differently to them sometimes, you know. They'll have a treat night. Their treat night will be they have chicken nuggets and beans. You know, I would never eat that. It's not for me. So I'll always have something healthier than them in that respect. But I was doing it a lot and I was wearing my food in front of them. And, mm. uh, and I really, in a way, I really regret that because um, I think they found it really awkward. And I, and I think, what am I teaching them? You know, yeah, you're going to have to start getting the quavers out, Kelly, because, you know. <laughs> They they have different they do have different dinners to me sometimes mm. but I I've been working very hard on making a lot of healthy pasta dishes that they love as well mm. because at one point it was a nightmare where the four of us were eating differently Everybody in our house. Did, yeah it's a bit like our house uh, though. yeah it's tricky. And that's, that's tough that is yeah. um you know but you it's don't work yeah, but my husband said to me, you're weighing your food at the table because I was doing calorie deficit. And he was like, you're weighing your food in front of us all. Like, that's just not a good message for Ava Lily. Don't no. do not do it. You know, so you have to, mm. I had to sort of pull myself back in then, really. Mm. Um, I think, you know, don't. And I tell her she's beautiful every day. So you're beautiful inside out. You're so clever. You're just wonderful. You know, I do it constantly. Look at your lovely nose. Look at your lovely. And I try because I never have that said to me. My nan's old school. So she doesn't gush, you know, she'll tell you when you put on too much weight, but she, she won't ever say you're beautiful. I lo-. She just doesn't do it. And if you say, do you love me? She'll say, well, you know, I do look what I've done for you. I don't have to tell you mm. every day. So I'm very different with my kids, but I've done that. My bum looks big. My husband is the one that will tell me off and say, don't say that around Ava. She's a girl and she will pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's easily done when you don't think about it but see that's the thing it's it's normal you know it's like yeah. particularly 
if if your friends are doing it and if your sisters do it and if your mom did it and your aunts did it, it just yeah. seems kind of normal and you don't even realize it. And it's only when someone else, like in your case, it's your husband who's like, hey, oh, yeah. don't be doing that. And then you go, oh my yeah, goodness, I'm weighing my food, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And you're fine. He hates the things I've said about myself in the past and he'll often pick out pictures um, of our honeymoon and stuff and say, look how beautiful you looked. But do you remember on the honeymoon you kept telling me you were fat? Wow. He'll just, he'll do that. He'll say, look at that. Look how amazing you looked. But don't you remember the whole time you said, I'm not letting the towel go off me on the beach because I don't feel comfortable Mm. enough. Mm. You know, he remembers it all. So, um, but you know... Those things. And thank you for being so honest about that because it can be really hard to share those moments. I'm telling you, I'm not going to tell you everything. You won't lie me anymore. <laughs> oh, go on. Once she gets going, you'll love it, Clee. I mean, this could be one hell of a chat. I I'm mean, so she sorry. lets you. Yeah. Chris- I mean, we thought Kerry Katona says it all. You have a know <laughs> Kelly when she gets going. But he is my, you know, what's that thing? Yeah. He's my, no, stop, don't do mm. that, you know. Mm. And yeah. I like to work out, but I tell Ava it's because I want to be strong. You know, mm. I will never say I want to be skinny because I don't and I'm not, you know. Mm. Um, I have more have a confidence issue, I think, more than anything. But, yeah. Yeah, I think you definitely do because you don't, you know, all those things. Look at your beautiful eyes and your, look at those beautiful eyes and those big, gorgeous lips. And I mean, we could, oh. that's what we should all be doing. We should all be having sessions yeah. now. If we're back on yeah. Zoom having a gin and tonic on a Friday night, or not in Kelly's case, if we are, I think we should do like a compliment night and you just you, you just go around on Zoom, you know, saying how, what, yeah. what we love about each other. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. I um, I used to do that when I could do in-person workshops. That was one of the things I did where I would get everyone to compliment the person to their left and we go around in a circle. Yeah. And it was so beautiful because people would point out things that the other person never thought about themselves or noticed. Yeah. And these were strangers too. So the person's mm-hmm. just picking the thing that they notice. And when well, you really nice. think about it, people don't do it. Yeah, you know, it would actually make people conscious of the fact, oh, gosh, we've had this session where we've had to say nice things about people. I don't normally do that. Yes. But this you is know. something I do with clients. I send them out on a mission to compliment, like, several people. Oh, I love and that. It would be, okay, compliment three people on their appearance and then three people on things that aren't appearance-based. And one of the best examples I give is to say to someone, remember that really difficult situation? Mm. I really love how you handled it. You were so strong. And that was really inspiring. And if anyone gets told that after something difficult that happened, you're yeah. just going to make their day and make Absolutely. them feel so good. Yeah. And that builds confidence. Okay. That brings people. So, again, it's like we have a choice. We can either be critical of people or be really sweet and kind and loving towards people. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I contacted the two of you was because when I was listening to your episodes, the two of you often will speak about the person you're interviewing and be like, they're so lovely, they're so bubbly, they're so kind, they're so sweet, they're all these mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And that really attracted me to the two of you because I'm like, they get it. They get mm. that it's yeah. about being sweet and kind and caring towards other people. Yeah, lifting people up is, you know, yeah. a big part of why we love doing this, really. And mm. to make every woman who's listening feel part of that and that they and to let them know they are special. And, Absolutely. And, and that's why we're so proud of doing this. We're not about tearing people down at all. And we both have had our own experiences, as we've been saying. We know what it feels like to... Mm be under scrutiny and to have things said to us that aren't nice. So um, I think it's really important to, to spread it. You spread yeah. the kindness. I did it this morning, actually, because um, the DHL man, he knocked on the door and he still got his shorts on. I said, 
It's freezing cold. You've still got your shorts on, Tom. But you know what? You've got great legs. Maybe's day. Maybe's day. <laughs> Maybe's bloody year if it came from you. Strutting so now I've sent them on a quest. I've said, right, okay, your mission for 2021 is you're going to wear shorts every day of the year with those great legs. So he skipped He skipped off down the path, girls. He skipped off, and I thought, there you go. Fantastic. So if ever, yeah, if you've got a really, yeah. like, a really happy, ecstatic DHL man, life is good. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. will always be delivered on time. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the thing, if we can get comfortable doing it for other people, yes. we're more likely to get comfortable being able to do it for ourselves. Exactly. I'm you, so about yeah. that, honestly. Because yeah. when I you look in the mirror, you can be like, yeah. you know what? I'm pretty hot. I've got great legs. Yeah. But that's it. And it's a very British thing. I'm not sure about there in France, but sort of globally, who's good and who's bad at it. But the British are very, I don't think they're great at that. No. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're great at sort of like, First of all, give themselves a pat on the back, mm-hmm. which I think I always get people to pat on the back. But also, I think they're very reserved. I think they struggle to sort of pay a compliment um, or to say something uh, positive and nice about someone else. No offence, nation, but you know where I'm coming yeah. from. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's just we're we're uptight as well. We're so uptight all the time, yeah. aren't we? You know, yeah. When you go to Spain, everyone's so free and easy. Like, that's why I love going to Ibiza, because you can go on the beach. No one gives a stuff. You know, it's just so relaxing and just liberating. Yeah, Mm. people don't care what other people are are, are looking at or thinking about. They're only bothered about their bubble and what they're doing. And I really like that, because I think Mm. I've spent probably too much of my life worrying about what other people think of me. And it's Mm. none of my business at the end of the day, you know, and it's a waste of time. Yeah. And how, how are you ever supposed to get comfortable with yourself or really know yourself if you're looking at yourself through someone else's eyes? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And like we say, you know, it's all about how you, you see yourself. And that's, you know, and even recognizing the fact that, first of all, you have to, it's almost like you have an out of body experience and you look at, you, you, you come out of your, your body and your shell and you come out and you look at yourself and you say, right, first of all, I'm going to decide who that person is. And once I have, and I know it, you know, people can throw whatever they like at me, but I know. Um, And that's the tricky thing. And that's the thing that I think we have to instill in our children. Um, Or just put mirrors all around the house with like really positive post-its all over them. I don't know. (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) Whatever works for you. Yeah, exactly. Being also able to handle when someone says that nasty comment, that's something I do with clients a lot because people Mm -hmm. usually suffer with this from someone in their life whether it be a mother-in-law or whoever, but like how to actually handle it and not be hurt by it yeah. and move on past it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it, it's that part of it's very tough. I think you, you know, for years I've always been so paranoid about my mouth. So when I have my makeup done uh, professionally, if I'm having pictures with Jenny or when I used to work in radio, I was really conscious of what color they put on or whatever, because I've always been told about how now any makeup artist will always say to me, people pay for your lips. You're so so lucky. But, and uh, and it's always that you know and i was thinking as well when we were talking about the things people say i remember um uh being off um one day off uh, uh, having a day off and someone filling in for me who was on newsreader on, on our breakfast show and she was very glamorous she always used to come in i never knew how she did it apart from the fact that i had a 2 year old and she didn't have any kids that made made, made it 
you know, easier. But she would come in, high heels, hair, makeup. She looked lovely. And every day I'd say, God, you're stunning. I wish I could get out of bed and get look like you, you know, because yeah. I'd come in in my Uggs and my trackies. I was on radio. No one saw me that day, you know. Unless... And the day that she filled in for me, the next day I came back, they'd recorded a, a thing and they played it to me live on air where they did a quiz with her. And one of the questions was, who do you think is better looking, you or Kelly? Yeah, and they pushed us against each other, and she laughed. And she said, we see what she looks like when she comes in, don't we? And they all have this (gasps) enormous giggle. I actually feel ill telling that story. It makes me a bit... But, yeah, and that I was in such a toxic environment that that's Mm. what that was like. And that was a woman-on-woman. And I kind of remember that, Mm. and I remember thinking, listen, you want that seat? You're welcome to it. You know, Mm. it was a miserable seat to have, trust me. But isn't that like an example of tearing someone else down, pitting women against each other on the way they look, not their talent? You know, this yeah. is a, it's, it's interesting because I think through the the sort of career I've had, yeah, and sort of like relying a bit on um, like glamour and oh, sorry about that. Let's start that again. This shouldn't happen. Mine, I don't know why mine's buzzing, sorry, guys. If I've I keep looking it down, it's my fault. It's the nursery. I think they want right. me to go and pick Heath up. Right. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, when I look back at my career, and a lot of it was sort of glamour base where it was at some point and also I started very early at like 15 so all the way up to present day um what 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 was interesting was the fact that somewhere deep down then you see from what you're saying Kelly and the situations you've been in like that I think maybe because I started in the industry so early I learned to think I don't care what you say you know (laughs) you know I don't get and then it got to the point where it gave me a different confidence where through work I do stuff very confidently and say, yeah, I'm doing it this way because I believe in me and I believe in the way I'm doing it. And I don't, as as much as you're entertaining to an all huge audience, like millions of people, I say, I don't care what anyone thinks. Yeah. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah you yeah. do your job entertaining people, but you have to have the attitude of, I don't care what any of you think. And I, I always go back to saying that at certain times in my career when it is like, gosh, what did you, you know, how did you deal with that? What? And I just go, I don't care what anyone thinks. I just know that this is the way forward and I know who I am. And I think that's what you want, you know, most of you, you know, that's what you want your children to yeah. say, I think, especially in this day and age. Yes, to be so comfortable yeah. with them that, mm. you know. And that is, is it? That's just it. being comfortable with yourself. I think so. Yeah. Confident and, and strong that is, isn't mm. it? To have yeah, that. God, I wish I'd had that, you know, where I yeah. can And feel the best like way that. of doing it is to just be it, you know, like we can tell be it. Mm. all day, love yourself, be confident, whatever. But unless we're doing it ourselves, they're not going to actually learn how to do it. They're just being told to do it, which actually puts them under pressure to try to be confident when they don't know how to be confident. And that's mm. a mess. Mm. we are the biggest influencers in kids lives and you know Beyonce can you know cry her heart out she is nothing compared to a mum and to her kids mum is everything and you know that is how you influence you show you're like this is how to be comfortable in yourself this is how to be strong this Mm. is how you handle difficult situations and no one's perfect you know no one has to be perfect in anything but if we can figure out how to be strong ourselves we can, we'll show people how to do it by just being it. It's, it's that simple, really. 
Where do you stand on cosmetic surgery? I've got to ask that because there are a lot of mums mm. that have it and uh, I've often considered it, but I won't do it on my face, just my lines, but I know I never will. I never judge anyone that does because I think, you know, it's a co again, a confidence thing. I've got friends that have had bits done and they feel so much better about themselves because they did. Mm. But do any of your clients talk to you about that? Do any of them consider that? Is that something they talk about with you when they come to you? Yeah, so I do have um, a mix. I have people who want to do things like lip fillers and, you know, things that are on the, the lighter scale, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to have lips like yours. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then I have other women who have gone through cancer and different things and they're having surgery for, you know, different reasons. So um, for me, it's like one of those things where I think it can be really damaging and dangerous, but it can also be fantastic. Yes. Mm -hmm. After breast cancer and things like this, yeah. so it really depends. And I had to have um, an operation on my jaw because I had, it's like an overbite or an underbite, but it went to the side mm -hmm. and I had like quite a crooked face. And I knew from quite a young age that once my face finished growing, I was going to have to have an operation and, you know, have um, not be able to eat anything solid for several weeks and go through this whole thing. And I have permanent screws in my face and everything. And I know what it's like to go through a huge operation that changes how you look. Mm. And honestly, it is something I don't recommend to people. It's a lot. And it can be very, it can be heavy, you know, and also quite stressful because you may be expecting a certain result that you don't get. In my case, I medically had to have it done. But mm. I remember feeling all these weird feelings because I didn't know what my face was going to look like afterwards. I didn't know yeah. if it was going to be crooked or straight or whatever. Um, and thankfully, you know, I'm comfortable in myself and I feel good about my face. And it's never going to be perfectly symmetrical. No one's faces. That's fine. But you have to be a, be a bit honest with yourself and ask yourself, why do I want this? Like, what, what, what is the cause of this? Is it because I'm not feeling good enough? Well, why am I not feeling good enough? And what else can I do to make myself feel better? Like really yeah. what's the answer here and usually the answer is not surgery or little procedures it's really not unless i mean again if it's after cancer or if you have a deformality like in my case or something i mean go ahead but if it's something just i feel like i need to have big lips for whatever reason you know it's good to ask yourself what's it, what's it really about yeah and what's what's the um body positive painting what's what's that what's that uh, thing you do that's, that was that's yeah, that was a workshop I was supposed to do, but obviously can't. Um, oh, so that um, sounds great idea. Yeah, I, I used to do lots of in-person workshops. Um, the yes. body the painting one was where I was collaborating with two other women. Um, one is a fantasy makeup artist um, and the other one is a photographer. And I was going to give a workshop on body confidence. Then we we're going to do the body painting and then take a photograph. Mm. And that was the workshop. So throughout the year, I like to do stuff like this where um, we can come together as a group and, you know, women can talk to other women and we all boost each other. And it's just a really nice experience and atmosphere. Mm. And yeah, I had a lot of workshops like that. I just can't do them, but hopefully, you know, it's yeah. something able to do them again. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I really do. And it's it's amazing stuff you're doing. And it's global as well now in the way the world works. So, you know, you're, you're spreading the word and helping people all over the world to accept their bodies, basically. And, um, you know, and it's an important thing. It's a fundamental thing. Um, and, you know, for young people, it's 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 imperative, you know, that they start with the right, right foundations when it comes to just looking at themselves. Um, and hopefully we'll have a whole 
a whole sea of hot mess mums listeners now who are going to go out there and um, you know look at themselves differently or if not look at themselves positively um, and it's thanks to people like you really Cliff. so thank mm. you so much it's been really lovely Bonjour, 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 bonjour,